Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Literally Gaysian. Literally Gaysian. Hey, it's Bao. And I'm Chris. And this is Literally Gaysians, a podcast for two gay Asian guys, a.k.a. Gaysians. Gaysians. Get real about their feelings and literally Gaysian stuff. And our topic today is home pause. And depending on who you are, you'll probably be like, what the hell is a home pa? Or, oh my God, they're going to talk about home pause. That's so cheesy. <laughs> This is going back to that that hater comment. Y'all almost 40. The fact that you're living this chaotic life, life is, is just, just depressing. depressing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 before it's time to jump into that topic, it's time to be real. Um, so that's the part of every episode where we talk about our feelings, whatever's on our minds, hearts, or G-spots. So, Chris, why don't you go first? Uh, talk about depressing. It's been a whirlwind this past two weeks. So, as you know, I just moved because they raised my rent at my last um, evil corporate uh, building. And now I've moved into a new evil corporate building <laughs> run by Chinese slumlords who won't do any improvements on my crooked house, <laughs> which is a Joy Luck Club reference, by the way, now that you've seen it. Look at all the boxes that are still unpacked behind you. <laughs> it's a mess. And then in the middle of this move, this expensive ass move, I got laid off. Ugh, I'm sorry, and girl. It's funny because like 
I was just telling you a while ago on those podcasts, which we recorded like a couple months ago that just played last week mm-hmm. that, oh God, I'm ex- anxious about getting laid off. Here I go, laid off. And it was, uh, uh, I was just, you know, telling the future. So yeah, all these corporate places are just playing the copycat game, trying to one up each other on how many people's lives it can ruin at a time. That fucking sucks, girl. The next day, I go on a trip with my mom, try to treat myself. And my mom, who hasn't left the house like really ever in in a while, uh, we go to Vegas, and it was terrible. She was she couldn't walk. She kept complaining, and it solidified. My feelings about, I don't need to be close to my mom. We're not going to get any closer. And she's kind of annoying and selfish. But she's my mom, so what can I do? So, yeah, all of these things have happened all at the same time. And, you know, I didn't really feel anything in the moment. But I knew, because I learned recently that I don't really process feelings Um in the moment usually takes a little bit of time, which Mm -hmm. is probably why I'm so good at crisis situations. But I've been the last two or three days, I've finally been alone and to unpack both my apartment and my feelings. (laughs) And we're seeing where that goes. It's been a little rough, but yeah, I'm just trying to settle in. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. So I actually think you do process emotions in the moment. It's usually anger. (laughs) Like fuck these people. What the fuck, mom? You process anger first, but the rest kind of comes later. But I think it's hilarious. I'm like, how are you? I'm like, I bet you he's going to be angry. It's like, fuck my old employer. And then fuck this, fuck that. Uh, but that isn't to minimize mm. anything. I know that this is just like, that sounds like a fucking horrible two weeks. Um, you have a lot to unpack, obviously. We can talk more about layoffs in another episode. But, um, dude, I'm sorry. Like, that just feels just so... It adds to your anxiety about like what you've been talking about on this podcast about like financial insecurity. A lot of people are kind of going mm-hmm. through it right now. And so, I don't know, these companies just need a little like kick in the, the price of their stock, right? Because every time they do the layoffs, it just goes up a little bit. Just so, so desperate. But hopefully we can do a proper um, job placement for you in the next episode and see what, if, if anyone who <laughs> listens to this um, work for any place that are looking for IT engineers. And with the mom thing, this is why I realized traveling with my mom, they can probably walk at most one mile total a day. At most. And they have to have the right shoes. But not without complaining. Not without complaining. After that, my mom is like, she becomes like a total bitch. <laughs> and oh nothing God. is nice. Nothing there? tastes good. Everything tastes too sweet. Like, so she just becomes a total bitch. You said that whole thing about the shoes. I, we, we were walking around at night. And she's wearing dance heels. I'm like, Kitten what heels. did you think we were doing? <laughs> Mistress <What>? heels. <laughs> I, I, I must take after her. Uh, oh, I, just, yeah. I just couldn't believe why she couldn't wear sneakers knowing what we were going to do. Yeah, she probably had higher heels than Doncha, But that doesn't <laughs> excuse the fact. But yeah, I'm sorry that trip was horrible. But I hope we could, hopefully it was a mileage run for you when you got some miles in there. Yeah. Um, as for my be real, I want to go a little lighter, lighter hearted this time because uh, I've been having fun with a new guy, a new hookup per se. Um, oh. Yeah, and he's so adorable. He's also like this huge fan of Drag Race, just like me. And so we actually met on Instagram and we were messaging and he was just like, wait, you haven't seen any episode of this season's Untucked? 
And so Untucked is like another show. It's sort of like the after show for RuPaul's Drag Race that airs every Friday. And some, you know, some seasons I'm just like, well, there's just too much drag race going on. I'm not, not going to watch Untucked. And he's like, well, this season has been really good. I have all the episodes. So why don't I come over and we can watch it? <gasps> And then happy devil emoji, that purple devil emoji. And so he came, <laughs> he came over one afternoon and we started uh, with a white claw and started watching Untucked. Um, and isn't it funny when you kind of meet someone in person for the first time and that you haven't met before and you're just like a little nervous that everything's going to be awkward or you're going to be awkward. And then you bring this complete stranger up into your actual home. Uh, and for me, I was like, okay, well... Checkbox number one, I didn't get cat, catfish. I think he's actually really sexy. Um, but now the awkward part is like none of us knew how to make the first move. So I feel like it took a, like till episode three of Untucked for us to like slight, like lightly touched um, like knees. <laughs> <laughs> and then like episode and five. Episodes. There are long episodes. Yeah. And we're like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, good. Let's keep watching. And then like, I think episode five before his hand kind of went over my shoulder. I'm like, okay, I think he's into me too. And of course, by episode six, we kind of took a break and to, to make out and hook up. And then we even had time for one more episode before he left to be traffic. This is this is like some straight white girl fantasy. Come, come over, have your white claw and, and, and watch uh, Drag Race. Yeah, and it was like, you know, it's sort of like the new Netflix and chill. Like, forget Netflix and chill. Girl, it's the it's the drag race and dick for me. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> you got to coin that. Have you coined it? Okay, well, I have other ones. Hold on. While you get untucked in the workroom, <laughs> we'll untuck on this couch, which we did. Oh, you're the That's where worst. it starts. <laughs> um, category is the ball's deep ball. <laughs> You're shaking your head so hard right now. Okay, my favorite one is ejaculations. You are the winner of this challenge. Oh my god, those are so terrible. <laughs> Sashay away. Um, I mean, we've done it again, and it was fun. And hopefully, we get to again. I mean, there are a lot of drag race seasons out there in the world, um, or maybe not. I mean, he listens to this podcast, so that's kind of kind of awkward. I'll, I'll probably have to tell him that I'm going to talk about this. But that's my be real. <laughs> but now on to the topic at hand. And let's transition Golden Girls style. Hit it, Chris. Picture it. 2018. We're excited to be traveling to our first Taipei Pride together. We're with our friends old and new to partying. And then suddenly we hear from our travel companion. He secured us invites to a home pa. Home and that friend was like, this is really exclusive. You're welcome. And then he laid down the ground rules and emphasized, do not break them. And the night of the home pa, I kind of felt like I was a chicken running around with my head cut off. And I was extremely nervous. What was going through your head? Um, so, so we got ready and Ubered to this hotel, this nice hotel. And... It was just like my first one, so I was just kind of nervous. Like, what? How is it going to be like? Eh, are people going to like me? Um, and so we were waiting nervously in that like nice hotel lobby um, for our friend to text the home pa hosts, and then like other groups of gaijins started arriving in the lobby looking for the same home pa. And then I think after ten minutes, like the host came down to let us up, and 
when the door opened to the hotel room, the lights were like all out and there were all these like flashing purple, green, blue, like home paw lights. Someone hands us a trash bag and says, this is for your clothes. (laughs) This is for your clothes. Write your name on it and don't forget it. And then we all stripped down to our underwear and we joined a crowd of like 50 guys, Asian guys who are also in their underwear who are dancing and then and then sizing us up. Rewind. Before we get to this, what is a hompa? Is it one or two words? Is it hompa? Hompar? Because we've heard different ways of saying it. Is mm-hmm. it short for home party? House party? So let's talk about what that is. Because even five years later, in 2023, five years after our first ever home pa, we can't really seem to find a definition online um, of what a home pa is. So nothing shows up on Reddit threads. I even tried asking chat GPT and it literally said, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm not familiar with the word home pa. And that just goes to show you Chat GPT, she doesn't know everything. It's not that scary yet. What exactly is a home pod, Chris? How would you describe it? So like back in like the early 2010s, I had heard about them and I thought I understood them in theory, like what they were. Short for house party. And they happened in hotels because, you know, at that time, you know, a lot of people were very closeted. And as they became popular, it was a safe haven for gay men in Asia to go to a party but not be seen in public for fear of being outed or arrested because music is being played very quietly. And mm-hmm. it's not uncommon that someone starts shushing, you know, every five minutes to keep it down so you don't get caught. And it makes me think about that time I went to Beijing and I was detained for a couple of hours just for existing at a gay establishment. And this is a public one. So I think that's Wait, why you... the home pot. Yeah. Well, you were in a gay park. Um, I was in Beijing at a bathhouse, a gay bathhouse. Oh, and fuck. the... Um, it was in 2008 before the Olympics and they were trying to clean up the city. And when they would say, Mm. clean up, get rid of the gays. So, uh, I think that's why like these like underground establishments Mm. exist. Yeah. And you know, it's pretty close to the only definition I can find online, which is on urban dictionary and urban dictionary Um, Some Asian guy in 2020 described it as a house party usually organized by LGBTQ community, although predominantly run by gay men, by recreating the gay nightclub atmosphere in their living rooms or in some cases, private hotel rooms. These parties may or may not include sexual activities. They can also (laughs) function as a private after party after a night out at a club or a circuit party. Mm -hmm. And then... Over the years, the Hompas have come across the oceans and live a whole new life thrown by Asian Americans, which has a completely different vibe. It's less of an issue about secrecy, but more about having your own safe space. And they tend to be louder. Um, I, th- I think I saw some people playing mahjong at a Hompa once, and they're humongous. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what's become extremely popular are... This giant home pot, which I've only heard of, that happens the Thursday night before EDC Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's like hundreds of people, invite only. And it, it's, it's insane. It's very different. Very different. 
Oh yeah, I'm on the in the event invite for that one. It sounds like it's going to be fun though. Um, but what this definition in Urban Dictionary doesn't really define are all the unspoken rules. So mm-hmm. let's cover the rules because they're kind of actually pretty inconsistent and confusing. Um, and what I think there, there there are five main rules, but a lot of people will de- debate us on this. Chris, what's rule number one? Rule number one at the Hompa: you have to be invited by the host. And there's usually a door bitch, and you can't just go with your friend that was invited. That's a huge no-no. You have to be invited, and uh, sometimes they'll even give you a wristband to prove your invitation. But and, and a door bitch is like the person who's letting people in. Like they're checking your Facebook to see that you were actually invited in um, the Facebook event or whatever event page it is, and that. Um, your friend can't just go with you, but if your friend wants to go with you, you have to clear that with the host and, mm-hmm. that, and that, that your friend is clearing that with the host. You'll be sitting there on WhatsApp going back and forth going, well, can my friend come? And it's like, well, show me their picture. <laughs> show me their Instagram. <laughs> and those wristbands, like nothing gets some of these gaijins to be a pick me gaijin more than trying to get those wristbands. Obviously, if you know the host and you're invited, that's easy. They also kind of leave these other wristbands for like cute guys. They meet at the party, so they just hand them out. Um, and so some people like spend like a month before going to these parties, like in Songkran and Bangkok or White Party Bangkok, like networking to get invited to a bunch so they have options. It's so, it's so pick me gaijin, but. Some people actually, when they see the host handing them out, try to steal the wristbands. Oh my god! Just gosh. steal a wristband. Nothing brings out like the pick me Asian behavior more than the the people who are really, really fiending to go to these circuit to, not and circuit parties. To nothing these that excites an Asian person more than exclusivity and newness. It's like it's go, like going to the latest Cruffin store, and there's 50 people in line waiting for that thing that nobody else can get. Yes, to get that wristband just makes them so happy that they've they've achieved something, that all the networking was all worth it. So then, okay, let's keep going with the rules. So rule number two, it's more like a question. What's the dress code? Underwear only. So that's why when we walked through that door in our first home pa, someone handed us a big white trash bag and asked us to put our clothes in there. And it was something that the person who secured the invite for us warned us as one of the rules. Have nice underwear. Like, don't be showing up in no Kirkland, like, oversized underwear or mm-hmm. your food of the loom. People are wearing some designer Hompa underwear there. My personal favorite Hompa underwear has pockets in them so I can, like, put my phone and my drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... You can have other accessories, like a harness. Obviously, some people have fans. But the dress code is underwear only. I've heard no shirts. Like some people, if you're feeling insecure about your body, this is not the place. Like no shirts. Um, But I've seen some people be a little bit more flexible on this. But general rule, underwear only. What's rule number three, don't you? Rule number three, don't come empty-handed. Bring drugs, bring snacks, bring drinks, but... Don't bring alcohol unless you're in the U.S. Bring alcohol. But, the, the you know, the, the goalpost is always moving. And that's what makes it so funny because one home pa might be a um, very specific, oh, everyone brings ketamine. Oh, but then another one, oh, just bring water. You want to hydrate people. And you never know. You just hope for the best. And 
going shopping before the home pot is just hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like you know, on, on, if, if the host of the home bar like super rich, sometimes you see a plate of like just designer drugs there, and I think you don't bring the alcohol because a lot of people will be doing G, so they're trying to avoid <laughs> anyone like making a mistake. Um, and I, but I do remember our first home pa, um We had to stop at three a.m. by like a Seven Eleven to buy like melon juice or like Red Bull as mixers, but someone was like, "Do not bring alcohol." <laughs> And the coolest thing was when we got there, they're like, where do we put it all? And they had, it was at the W Hotel and they had the bathtub, which had LED lights all around it. And it looked like a pool, a, a beautiful, colorful pool that had um, iced water. And you just put all your drinks in there and everyone would just pick out of it. Like, like they were like growing out of the, the lake. <laughs> it, it was such a nice touch. Um, well, on to rule number four. Um, unless specifically specifies, specified by the vibe at the home pa or in like the actual rules and like the invite, don't hook up there. That's a sex spot. Do not hook up. Don't hook up there if the vibe doesn't feel like it. Cause that's not a home pa. That's a sex pa. That's different. Sometimes you might be invited to a sex pa, which is yes, you should douche. Or not douche, if that's your thing, before you go to the sex pa, because sex is definitely going to happen. But if it's a home pa, and like you're feeling yourself, and things are happening, and getting a little frisky on the bed, sometimes you can see that host kind of like giving you giving a little side eye because sex wasn't supposed to happen. But this is also kind of inconsistent because sometimes it's like it's a home pa, and then I see a lot of like sex happen. So that's why I guys like read the vibe and read the room, or read the actual fine print. I've never even heard of the term sex spa, but it makes so much more sense. And, uh, but I, I believe it's always up to the host. It's host rules. Um, and then if the host uh, takes off their shirt, everyone takes off their shirt. If the host takes off their pants, everyone takes it off. If the host starts sucking dick, well, you know what comes next. The host gets fisted. It's up to you. Um, and I, I was invited to a home pa um, a couple of weeks ago, and then in the message, someone's like, actually, the host was actually saying, just to be clear, this is not a sex pa. And so it was pretty clear mm, in the fine print okay. there. Um, what's rule number five, our last rule, Chris? Uh, it's it's the race ethnic exclusivity. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, and it really depends on where you are. In the ones in Asia, like in Songkran in Bangkok, there's Vietnamese ones, Korean exclusive ones, Asian American ones, um, the international mixed race ones. And that's a lot like the first one that we went to. And it had people from all over the world. Um, and it was really cool. But if you're going to one of these, it's really hard to get someone outside of these into them. Um, especially if they aren't so-called hot and it's, mm-hmm. you know, problematic. It's problematic, but we're stating the facts. We didn't make these rules. Yeah. It's so, it's so problematic. Um, and we can talk a little bit, think a little bit about it later. Cause I think we both have complicated feelings on this one, but mm-hmm. these are just five of the, the kind of the main rules that to us, because there's no definition of this anywhere online, I'm sure that doesn't cover it all. You listeners probably know some other rules. So let us know in the comments or in the DMs what those rules are because they're so inconsistent. I, I even heard someone tell me once that, oh, if uh, you're at a home pod, you're in your own underwear only, you can't sit on the couch and cover your stomach with a pillow. That is the most specific rule. <laughs> yes, one of our friends told what? me that. What? 
<laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? You can't oh wear God. a earring on your right. Like, it's just like, okay, this is just getting ridiculous. So I left out some of those that I've heard through the years, but I do think these five pretty much um, encompass everything. But Ford or Ford Wine, mm-hmm. back to our first experience at the home pod that we went to. Um, what else do you remember? Oh my God. That first one, it's, it's like the, the first of anything. I had a great time and I look back on it very fondly. Um, I kept saying to all of you that I had never been in a room with so many hot Asian guys before. It was insane. It was insane. Just yeah. Everywhere you looked, he's like, there's a, in the corner, there's, a guy falling out of the corner, just so hot. Just, oh, in that room, you open the bathroom door, four hot guys just walk out. And what's strange is that they're relatively friendly. Like yes. You're all in a safe space and you're all invited for the most part. And so people aren't like too, uh, people weren't too like mean uh, and stuff. But, you know, that's, like the whole thing wasn't without its incident. It's like when I thought I was going to be so cool, uh, everyone warned me it's an underwear party. So I thought I'm going to show up with my jock strap, and I don't usually <laughs> wear jock straps out. And I thought, uh, yeah, 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 I don't want to be the, the the guy that's so um, insecure that I won't wear around my underwear. And I didn't understand why for the first half hour I was getting so many looks. And uh, another attendee of the home pa was talking to one of our friends. He's like, is that your friend over there? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. I was like, what? So, I know. That's a different rule. What the, what the hell is I that? looked yeah. around. Nobody was in shock straps except the two Americans, me and our other friend. And every time we sat down on the sofa... Somebody would give us a look. We're like, oh, bare ass on everything. And, and you know, these are the rules that we did not know. Um, yeah. But, and, and, you know, I've, I've, I've been to home pods where people are definitely in jockstraps. So, yeah, I wasn't embarrassed, but it was pretty funny. And I look back on that with fond memories. Yeah. And, yeah, and to, your, to your point about like the, the hottest guys, at some point I walked into a room, I'm like, I felt like the whole, that whole room was filled with like, the Chinese Olympic swimming team. Like, that's how hot they were. Like, where did these tall six foot plus Asians come from? Why do they all have eight packs and they're talking to me? Like, what is this? I mean, talking to me poorly because they didn't know that much English. So, Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, and then that was really interesting because that particular one was all specifically Taiwanese men. We were especially Mm -hmm. invited that we were there. And that was... Both the hotness of it all and the problematic parts of it all. What's uh, what's your fondest memory from like a home pod? Oh my god! It's that same weekend, that first um, weekend in Taipei, we showed up at the Sofitel, fancy hotel, mm-hmm. and we're a group of probably like six to eight people. And with all of the special invitations, you know, and the door bitches, they only let. Ch- up people a few people at a time because they're trying not to be um like make a ruckus in front of the hotel security so somebody <laughs> comes down 10 minutes later takes up three of us and then another 
like 20, 30 minutes later, somebody comes down to get us. And I get up into the room, uh, you know, quickly take off my pants, put everything in the trash bag, hide it somewhere. And I'm sorry looking around i went and it was a huge hotel room i'm looking for you and i walked <laughs> to one room bunch of hot guys walked to another room i'm like uh, where is everyone this where are they like in some like sealed off room having sex i don't know and then i text going where are you guys like we're here i was like so i keep looking and it took another half hour for both of us to realize we got brought to two different home pods <laughs> in the same hotel. I was, I, like, know. I was like, how were there two of them that neither of us knew about, but the, the different hosts just kept grabbing us uh, and bringing yeah. us to them. And they were unrelated to each other. They're unrelated to each other. I remember like, I'm in the kitchen. It's like, are you in, I'm in the kitchen. And there's there another kitchen. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's only one kitchen in this place. It took us a while. I was like, what's the, and I think we were like, what's the number here? And we looked at the numbers like this and like, we are in a totally home pod. And another like great part about that one I remember is like, once you guys joined us and we found each other while one of our friends was taking off his clothes and putting his clothes in the white trash bag, he accidentally turns on the lights and everyone's like, oh, and then he freaked out. And my, and this was my, like, for some reason, like survival tactic reaction. I just moved away from him. <laughs> and my friend's like, you fucking bitch, your instinct was just to pretend you didn't know Distance me. Distance yourself. Distance myself. Versus... <laughs> actually helping me through this traumatic moment it it was it was fine it was it was it was a funny moment and then remember when we threw a home pot last minute oh yeah yeah like how Uh can you forget uh a home pot impossible it was it was insane i know forget restaurant impossible this was home pot impossible and i i forget why why we did that actually uh we were traveling with one of our tra- our travel mates. He was so mad that on Friday after the party, he didn't get invited to any of the home pods. And he is such a spiteful little bitch that he's like, <laughs> yes, you yes. know what? We're going to throw our own. And, and, and then... Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a lot. I remember waking up on a Sunday morning... It was literally just 9 a.m. It was like 9 a.m. We're trying to make the pull part. So I think we're in Bangkok. Which one? I think it was either Songkran. It was Songkran. Yeah. And we got bombarded with all this project management instructions. Like, Chris, you're in charge of getting drinks. Bao, you and this person are going to um, go to the electronics store and try to figure out lights. And mm-hmm. like... This person and this person, they're in charge of venue. And suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I am here to just have a good Do time. Work. Why are we event planning last and minute? Then at the pool party and the night party, we all had to go invite people. It was so much work. Also, I didn't so- invite anyone. I was so scared. Oh, I invited someone that didn't. I just invited whoever I was making out with. But I remember they were like, each person has to invite two to three people. I'm like, this is like a fraternity or some weird MLM. <laughs> it was too much. But we had a good time. Like, we call it HomePod Impossible because 
I didn't think we could do it, but we pulled off a pretty fun, smaller home pa in the matter of 10 hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it was a good time, as exhausting as it was. You know, if I think about some fond memories from my home pas, I just remember, it, it's, it's just like fond because it was like a first time ever experience. Not fond because I still feel that way, but, um, you know, our first one um in taipei probably was our first time actually like my first time partying in asia you have partied in asia before taipei mm-hmm. probably was my first in 2018 and it was the time when my boyfriend and i had just started being open and so to go to this home paw and be able to talk to everyone without worrying about your boyfriend thinking something it just felt liberating to flirt and make out there were a lot of issues we did ignore because we were doing this open mm-hmm. relationship which i've talked about before but in the moment it felt kind of really fun and it was like a whole new world even three-way makeouts like whoa this is the first time we're doing that but you have a i think you have an opinion on three-way makeouts though Oh my God, that is so awkward. It's the three-way makeouts. Like you, you don't know which nobody's heads fit together. And, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's just it's just impossible. But everyone tries to do it. Even worse, the four-way makeout. Like just oh, that's too much. I think just I mean, you know, just yeah, pair just off, pair it. off, and that's it. You'll be fine. I know, and it's like Asia too. The guys in Asia make out differently. I'm not saying anything's better or worse, but it's a little bit more of like like a like a peeking out the pecking. tongue, like tur- pecking turtle, like the turtle coming out of its shell oh kind of kissing. God, so yes. When you're doing, yes. They don't do, I think Americans are more like circular and like, um, but like a little bit more aggressive. I think mm-hmm. the Asian makeout is more mm-hmm. like just the tongue touching. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you know, it always looks so weird, right? If you're in it, sometimes it can be hot or you're not in a three-way makeout, you know, like how like, in some fountains with like the faces of people on the fountains facing out and the water comes out of the faces. It's sort of like it being turned inside it outside in. And so it's like visually appealing to no one, but kind of fun to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I love doing it in front of you because I know you just hate it. Because uh, uh, I'm always like the third wheel in every all of these. I'm just like, all right, I'm dancing. And I turn over. I'm like, here's 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 the, all the arms. It's just all arms. Just, just trying to trying to. And then there would be times I would just be just doing the like the, the fake hug to people yeah. kissing in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Another thing I also have a fond memory of is I just like at the time where I was in my life, I just really loved that rebellious underground feeling. Mm-hmm. Like we are not supposed to do this, and this is a little dangerous. And it was like a rebellious feeling. And I was in like a rebellious phase for a long time. It's like, fuck the system and everything it tells us we should be. We're going to be in our fucking underwear. We're going to do these drugs. We're going to cram into a hotel penthouse. Like Marriott Bonvoy doesn't know what's going on. Like (laughs) fingering and sucking. And everyone's friendly. And everyone's loving and celebrating Asian guys. But that also felt liberating. Like I'm doing something that's kind of bad. That's kind of rebellious. And that was a little bit of the draw about these home paths for a long time. Oh, you know what is uh, another unspoken rule? What? No photos and videos. The rebelliousness. Yes. It's it's it's. I think everyone in, uh, appreciates all of that, and because of its underground nature, you, you, it's it's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You cannot take any pictures. Some home paths I heard in the last white party, they put a sticker over your. Like you're fucking going to see like 
Jerry Seinfeld or something do a, oh my God. Do a set, but <laughs> they put a sticker on your camera or you, or they ask you to check the, check your stuff in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, if you heard, if you do hashtag HomePod on Instagram, there are some pictures of HomePods. Yeah. But maybe uh, again, uh, unspoken inconsistent rule. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Switching gears a little bit, it wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't ask the opposite question, which is, what's a complicated feeling or some complicated memories you have about home pause? Ah. I feel like from already what we've talked about, it's almost obvious. It's the exclusivity and the shallowness of them. You know, although I had a great time because it was also new to me, you know, mm-hmm. when you look back at it, uh, or even in the moment, it was um, clearly that our friends that got me in, uh, and I wasn't as po- as mm-hmm. popular as one could be. And it was kind of sad that so many men are relegated to an event like this uh, that is so underground and drug-fueled because they don't feel safe in public. Um, And when I say exclusive, it's like a whole different kind of racism, which I wasn't used to, like, here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in the U.S., we're lumped as Asian. We're, you know, so you go to an Asian event and stuff like that. And there, it's like how we said... Oh, here's the Korean party. Here's the Chinese party. Uh, and there was one party that we showed up to and there was a, an acquaintance that showed up that doesn't present as Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the hosts were really not happy about him being there. And I kind of just like you did, I took a step away. I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to distance myself, but. I don't feel bad about it now because I found out he likes Ronald Reagan. So fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what? it's not just Asian. It's like a certain type of Asian presenting, like light skinned, mm-hmm. yeah. um, good looking. I've experienced some kind of little paper cuts in these because um, I would go to, I, I think the first one or 
when in Songkran someone's like, oh, what ethnicity are you? I'm like, I'm Vietnamese. They're like, you don't look Vietnamese. I'm like, I know exactly what you mean when you say that. And so mm-hmm. it is at some point, how is that different from like no fats, feminine Asians? Like mm-hmm. this own version mm-hmm. of that in Asia. And so, you know, I, I do have a complicated feeling on the same vein as you uh, on rule number five, like this like race ethnicity thing, because on one hand, I do think it's important for like a marginalized community to have a space where um, people from these groups or their friends can feel safe and celebrate in the space and with just their friends so that the vibe isn't weird with a lot of strangers. And so to keep that group small and, and invite only um, so that they can have that space. I was like a door bitch for like a home pod, <laughs> my friends um, through um, in 2019 um, so that was during white party. And so, so you so, were the, the problem. Well, my, my, my job was just to accept the guests downstairs, give them their wristbands and bring them up to the room where the party was. Um, my, uh, my other friend was one of the host, one of the hosts, the head door bitch and verify and tell people whether they could come in or not. And some Gaysians walked up to this home pod. Like, I'm on the list, but this white guy did not. And most of the time, the white guy got turned away, which wow. you know, I, I don't love. And, 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 you know, the white guy seemed to be like, Hey, I'm in, in Bangkok. I know this is the, the, how the rules are. And so they just kind of hugged, kissed their, their Asian friend and the Asian friend's like, okay, well, bye. So, but I, I don't feel great about that. Um, but what if then a black or a brown person or a trans and non-binary person walked up? with somebody and they got turned away. I think I would feel different about that. And yeah. that's a very US lens that we have, right? I mean, people in Asia will probably not feel that way, but I can't help it. I was, I spent nearly 40 years being raised in the US and this is kind of my point of view. Um, again, I think people will bend the rules if like they're really hot or muscular in this like archetype. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the Chinese Olympic swimming team. But, you know, also, what about other body types? I think they're going to look at someone who has a different body type and just like be no. Um, and I think about this a lot because I went to a home pile a couple of weeks ago in LA and sure it was mostly Gaysians, but I saw black and brown folks there, trans and non-binary folks there. And seeing that and seeing how everyone was just cool with it, it's just making me think it doesn't really have to be this other way. It can actually yeah. start being a little bit more inclusive. Um, so... At the same time, like, well, we could, these things would be more inclusive, but what if it was like a home pause were for the trans community? I feel like they would want to keep it kind of very specific to their community to keep it safe too. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, that's my complicated feeling. I don't believe one way or the other, but there are kind of like, there's, there's ways that I hope that in, in general, these home pods can be more inclusive. Yeah. And I think that's where like the US ones are very different. They mm-hmm. it's all the all the kids that partied in Asia and bring their own version with their American lens and all the things that, that they or we want out of out of a home pa. And it's fascinating to see how much they've transformed over the last like five, ten years from super underground to like they're almost becoming like the the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or more people are going to be interested in, again, people are networking for months to try to get as many invites as they can. Um, and another kind of complicated feeling I think we share is like the unspoken, another unspoken rule, which is mm-hmm. don't overdose and don't die. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go there. I mean, 
I've seen people at these parties have way too much, and usually it's way too much tea. Because when you're in a K-hole, <laughs> you're just going to sit there and not, like, hurt anybody. Um, but some home pods have sep- they plan in a separate room with beds for that to happen. So it's away from everyone, not everyone's seeing this. Um, so they're like sober up because they're seeing this. I've walked into bathrooms where I'm like, someone definitely just threw up in here and nothing sobers you up faster than spelling that shit. And I think that's like the most ironic thing about these parties. Like some of these guys spent months bulking and cutting, working out, taking human growth hormone to look so hot, but they take the slightest too much milliliter of G and just look like a complete clown with their eyes everywhere and climbing up walls and throwing up. It's like it's, every muscle in their face just gave up. And then you can see where the fillers are, like, cause those muscles are moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on a more serious note on this topic, you know, at white party, you know, someone died at a home pod the first night. Oh my God. How fucking tragic is that? It's sad, like someone traveled all the way to Asia, just have a good time, and it it, it turned the other direction. I, I feel for that guy. You know, I feel for like the friends who found him, who the friends who had to call and tell his parents, the friends who had to talk to the host, but then also talk to the authorities. It just made me feel so fucking sad. Um, and it kind of relates to this like fond memory, but my fond memory of like, this feeling of like being just in a dangerous place and it being rebellious and underground. I don't feel as strongly anymore about that. Yeah. Especially after hearing that story, because Mm -hmm. what is it worth? Like your, your life lasting trauma for your friends. Um, Not really. So I'm not hitting on it and saying like every home father is going to be a death. I'm just saying, be vigilant, take care of your fucking self and take care of your friends. Seriously. Yeah. And that that's one of the things that you got to do when you go as a group. You just got to watch out. And this is like anywhere. Like, just, it could be at a club, anywhere. We just have to, you know, watch out for our chosen families. Yeah. And so a tip, it's nice to have a nurse in your group. <laughs> Someone who's a nurse in your group. Or, or also nice to have a doctor in the group. Because mm-hmm. you, you just know when, when to freak out or not. Because they're, like, checking vitals and stuff and looking at the Apple watches and kind of making sure everyone isn't freaking out or having a pan attack over this too. But how about we start at don't overdose versus like yeah. overdose, but bring a, a friend in the medical field. Let's, let's, let's start at don't overdose. Well, on that happy note, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's close this out. Let's close this out. <laughs> I feel like I'm coming down from this chat and need like five HTP and magnesium girl, like some, some do some meditating. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta decompress. Yeah, that was a lot, but also, it was actually kind of fun reminiscing because I haven't been to one in a, in a long time and I don't know if I'll ever go back to one. We'll see. Let's see if you can get me an invite. Yes. Well, or we'll, we'll throw one, we we'll throw another home pot impossible. <laughs> Every time I doubt my abilities, I will always remember home pot impossible Bangkok 2019 song cron. Um, but that's for another time. Hope y'all, have fun at some home pods that are being thrown again um, this year at EDC at Songkran. You can always follow us 
at literally Gaysians on Instagram and TikTok. And if you have feelings, opinions, new rules around home pods you want to share with us, this is where you can hit us up and we'll give a shout out to you. You can find me at Bow Bow Bowser on Instagram. And Chris, how about you? Uh, meet me south of market.gif on IG. Great. Another guest in our next episode. So tune in for that. But until then, bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Homba. Homba impossible. <laughs>